is Thursday, March 5th, 2020. And this being March 5th means that on uh, Tuesday, we had Super Tuesday, which is the uh, time when we give the primaries in like 14 different states, and a lot of the delegates are handed out. And it was quite a surprise on Tuesday evening. I stayed up watching uh, most of the results until about 11 p.m. on the East Coast. And uh, Joe Biden won like seven or eight states, more than maybe a little bit more than that, maybe eight or nine. So I think there were 14. I think Bernie only won three or four. But anyway, Biden had a big comeback and a big uh, shocking surprise that he um, took over everything. Now, of course, that evening, was it that evening or the the next evening? No, it was after South Carolina, wasn't it? Yeah, it was after South Carolina that um, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar dropped out. They knew they, because they did not, neither one of them did well on South Carolina last Saturday. Um, so they dropped out and then they endorsed Biden for um, the Democratic ticket. And <clears throat> then, so they were still in the race is um, Biden, um, Sanders, at this point, uh, Bloomberg, and Telsa Gabbard, Telsey Gabbard, whatever her name is, I can't stand her, um, and Elizabeth Warren. That was as of Super Tuesday. Then Super Tuesday happened, and as I said, Biden um, did so well that he scared other people. <laughs> he scared Michael Bloomberg right out of the race because Michael Bloomberg spent a half a billion dollars and got like 38 delegates total really sad. I mean, it was enough for him to say, okay, I've probably had enough and I should probably get out of this race and leave it up to Biden. So he, um, after Super Tuesday, that, was it that evening or the next evening? I think the next day he got out of the race. And so now it is just Biden, Sanders, Warren, and and uh, Tulsa Gabbard. I, if I'm saying her name right, I, I, don't, I really don't like her. Now, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So Biden has this huge comeback and now everyone is rallying behind him. And now they're saying, uh, well, they've been saying this for a while and Trump has been tweeting it and uh, lying about it and all this kind of stuff, saying that the moderate establishment Democrats are pushing Bernie Sanders out and asking him to drop out and so that the entire Democratic Party can rally around Biden and will go into the general election with a really you know, solidified Democratic Party and that we're all on the same page and that we all are about getting rid of Trump. Well, that's well and good, but we have to let the process um, you know, continue because even with, like, Bernie Sanders got California, at least. Well, I mean, it hasn't been officially um, done yet, but... Uh, he's, I think he's going to get California because um, he was winning at the last count. I don't know where they... I'm looking at the Washington Post, and they don't have the count up there anymore. They had it up there yesterday, but it's gone off the main page. So I don't know where it is. I don't know what the... Uh, they used to have a map, so I don't know. Anyway, um, 
Bernie was probably going to get California, and then he's going to have a whole lot of delegates. So it's going to be between, it, we all know it's going to be between Bernie and uh, Joe Biden. Now, poor Elizabeth Warren, I feel really bad for her because she's, she didn't get, I think she got maybe, what, 12 or 18 delegates total. And the poor thing, she just doesn't know when to, when it's time to, you know, to bow out. And that's, that's saying, it tells me a lot about the electorate right now that, that, um, because clearly she's going to have to drop out, which means that even the Democrats are not necessarily ready for a female president because we won't we not we we didn't vote for any any female president in the primaries i mean when hillary went through the process it was a, it was given that she was going to be the nominee i'm pretty sure because biden wasn't in it and she could beat sanders and all that stuff but this time with with the women who were in they they were all great women but they just um they didn't ha- they don't have what it takes i guess or or like i said maybe they um maybe the you know democratic party is just showing that they really just are not ready for a um female president so we'll see which as of this point i'm recording this on wednesday morning um no not wednesday morning today's thursday <laughs> Thursday, March fifth. Oh, today's Ricky Burton's birthday. Happy birthday, Ricky! Um, yeah. So, as of Thursday morning, Elizabeth Warren is still in, but I think just a matter of time before she um, goes out. Now, I think the other um, historic thing is the fact that Pete Buttigieg, a openly gay um, candidate, went as far as he did. He won Iowa, and uh, went as far as he did in a um, pretty historic. Uh, campaign for president um, but by the first gay man to uh, run for president didn't get the nomination didn't go as far as I thought he would go um, I thought he would still be in it after Super Tuesday but um, no they just didn't have the delegates to keep his campaign going and I think I think his husband Chastain was a bit more sad about it than he was although it's hard to tell because I think Pete is not one to wear his um, feelings on his sleeve, so you don't really see um, in his face his his emotions. At least that's that's the that's the uh, opinion I have. The uh, you know anyway, it was a it was a historic um, run for a gay man to run for president. Um, I think the other thing is what was I going to say about that? I lost my train of thought. Something about that. Um, I don't know, but I think we have not seen the last of Pete Buttigieg. I'm sure that um, after Biden does his... Now, let's see. If Biden wins, he will be 78 years old when he's elected. 78 years old. After his first term, that means he'll be 82. If he stays for a second term, he will be 86 at the end of his second term. Um... That's scary to have a man that old as president. Maybe he'll only be a one-termer, and um, whoever his vice president is will be re- will be elected as president. I don't know. We'll see. That's really tricky. Really tricky. Although you know, and seeing how all this is going, I mean, like right now, things are looking pretty good for the Democrats in terms of 
you know, um, getting around a candidate, Joe Biden, um, getting our party together in terms of what we agree on. And um, so things are looking pretty good. But um, I, I really wonder how Joe Biden will do against Trump in debates because he kind of, you know, coughs over his words and fumbles himself and uh, fumbles on his words and stuff. I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, so that was Super Tuesday. And um, over the weekend, we had leap year, a leap day on Saturday, the 29th. Um, we didn't do anything special. No, actually, we did. We went to um, a winery. Actually, we went to three wineries. <laughs> and But um, that's really about it. But um, nothing special about a leap year. Um, oh, speaking government, going back to politics just for a minute. So um, I was I noticed on Facebook that people are taking these quizzes to find out what your political leaning is. It's like this quiz, and you you click on it, and you um, go and answer like I don't know, fifteen, sixteen questions, and it says uh, you know do you fall in the um, liberal, conservative, um, left, right, center, um, all those different categories. And I fell in the um, liberal, closer to the middle, um, so whatever centers, centrist, I guess, but um, liberal leaning. They're well, actually pretty liberal leaning. Um, those quizzes, I don't know, because I know everybody takes them, and then they post their results on Facebook, and then you think, how much of this information is being collected by, you know, Cambridge Analytica and um, churning out different, um, you know, fake ads based on these uh, quiz, the, the quiz information that we all put in? I don't know. That made me uh, question taking that quiz at all. Then um, after that, I saw that Kyle from... The Gayish Boys took another took one of those quizzes and actually linked to the actual website where all the quizzes are, and um, one of the quizzes was "Are you gay or not?" And you answered all these questions like, um, "Are you attracted to men?" Sometimes or often or never, and of course I put often, and then "Are you attracted to women?" Often or never, and I said never, and I'll you know answer these. It's the same thing like 15, 16 questions with your answer, and I came out in the most gayest corner of the graph and so did Kyle of course I thought that was interesting not interesting I think it's funny because we already know that we're gay so why do you have to take a quiz to, to, to show that it's just fun you know people waste so much time on Facebook I was just wasting time I waste more time like this is Thursday I could have podcasted every day this week but excuse me I waste so much time watching videos on YouTube and um, things on Netflix I mean I Cannot tell you how much time I wasted. Like every day this week, I would get up and I'd say, "Okay, today we're going to do a podcast. We're going to, you know, let's say we'll we'll, we'll shoot for ten o'clock in the morning, and then when I start watching this, you know, this something on uh, YouTube, which like um, again, cr- I'm into these crime things. These uh, uh, what do they call like crime documentaries, like real real documentaries about crime things, about murders and stuff. And my, my husband is worried that I'm going to murder him, that I am finding out the how to get away with murder, and that I'm going to murder him. But I, I try to tell him, no, I just find this interesting and in how they catch people and how they use 
uh, forensic science to um, get all the clues they need to catch people. I don't know. I just find that really interesting. And just yesterday, because yesterday was a really good day. I was I was free all day. I could have podcasted and probably cleaned the house and done all this stuff. But I went on Netflix and I found another crime, very sad crime drama um, series called uh, what is it? The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez, I think it is. I should go check that on Netflix because I hate to tell people the wrong thing. Let me just check this real quick. Of course, I mean, this is going to come up on the thing. I should mute this. Oh, shit. There it is. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wrong finger. All right. I'm going to Netflix now. And what was it? I just watched it now. Of course, it's gone off the... Um, God damn it. Oh, here it is. The Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. It's a like a five-part series about this poor little child who was like seven or eight years old, and his mother and her boyfriend tortured and murdered him in such a horrific way. Just horrible. And basically, it's, the story is about how the system in California, the Department of... Um, Family and Child Services, I think it is, how they dropped the ball so many times when they could have saved that ch that child. I mean, the teacher, his teacher reported um, the child abuse like multiple times and um, a police, not, a, not like a security guard at a, um, uh, I don't know what that place was where they go get their food stamps and stuff. Um, he reported that the child looked like he had been abuse and stuff and they the people just totally dropped the ball and they just didn't do like they they faked reports and this the one lady changed the date so that she wouldn't um be held accountable for it and stuff it was just just horrible so if you're into that kind of thing it's a five-part series they're, they're like i don't know 50 minutes long maybe an hour long but they're it's i found it very interesting because i'm this I'm, that's what i'm currently into watching is these um crime documentaries Anyway, it's called the um, the Trials of Gabriel Fernandez. So, and it's brand. It's new on Netflix. So, there's that. Now, next topic, because it's starting. I'm starting to get scared about it. Coronavirus. People, are you scared about this? I know Baron Frosty is out buying every um, bottle of um, Purell he can find. But the question is, should we? Should we be out buying all of the Lysol wipes and, and all of the toilet paper and all of the Purell and all of the uh, respirator masks and stuff? I don't think we should. I think people are overreacting to this. Um, I know the death rate, the death toll, well, the death toll is different from the death rate, but the death rate of this virus is much larger than other viruses. It's 3.4%, whereas the regular virus, the, regu the regular flu is like 0.5% or something like that. So there is a better chance that you die if you get this virus <clears throat> than if you do the regular, the regular flu. But anyway, it's people in my um, age bracket who are getting the virus and who are dying pretty easily. It's the, the 50s and above. For some reason, it is not hitting the children. And the children are um, luckily uh, living through it or not getting it at all. The, and the way it spreads, I mean, it's, it's amazing how fast this thing is turning into. 
a pandemic. I know they're not saying that yet, but they say that the the risk is very high that it will be um, that it could reach pandemic proportions. Um, I'm not. I'm luckily because you know I'm I'm like homebound. I have agoraphobia, <laughs> so I don't leave my house. <laughs> I'm kidding. I leave the house just not too often. Like this week, I haven't left the house. Um, oh my God, I've stayed in my house every day this week. <laughs> Although today I'm joining my retirement group and we're going to go to a museum and then out to lunch. And that's why I'm recording early. Anyway, um, that's why I think that I'm not going to get the coronavirus because I stay in the house so much. I mean, I go out to do my exercises and go on my nipple walks, um, which that's another topic for later if I have time to talk about that. But the coronavirus, I'm worried because it's now getting to be, you know, there's a lot more cases in the United States. And like, I heard this um, story about this one man who, I don't know if he traveled to, to an area where he got it, but he got the flu. He came home in New York City, gave it to his family in where he lives. Then they all gave it to friends. And then they gave it to the congregation at their church. And so it's like now because of the one man 1,000 people are quarantined in New York because he brought the virus in and, and gave it to all these people. Because you don't know. I mean, like, as I said, the symptoms are relatively mild um, for most people. You know, um, uh, uh, you have a fever and, like, flu-like symptoms, but if they're mild symptoms, then you could um, go about your day and do all your things and not thinking that you're sick, and then really you've been sick the whole time and you're giving it to everybody who gets around you. So it is it is easily spreadable, it seems like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been watching on um, Good Morning America, the, the doctor, Dr. Jen Ashton, and she keeps giving, every day she's giving different tips and stuff, and and every day she keeps reminding people the same thing. The biggest thing you can do is wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And she says that the, in terms of the uh, respirators that people are buying and uh, like literally buying them up like they're create, like you, like they're gold or something, uh, or like, you know, fresh bread or whatever, sliced bread. Um, she said there, that's not, you really shouldn't be doing that because it's the people who are sick who should be wearing the masks so that they don't spread the virus. People who are well do not need the mask because we're not we're not sick. We don't need to you know uh, block it from getting out of our mouths and stuff. Um, so don't buy a mask. I did look on Yahoo, no, yeah, not Yahoo. I looked on Amazon for the masks, and they're just outrageously priced. Well, because I saw the thing on the news, I'm like, what ha- what are the prices of these things? And there was like one one mask was like eighty five dollars. Craziness. And then, of course, there's no Purell anywhere. Although I haven't been to the store. I do plan to go to the store tomorrow. But I was thinking, I haven't been to the store. So I don't know if stuff is already, you know, being bought up that much or not. If that's really true or not. I don't know. I don't know. Are you scared of the coronavirus? Should we be worried about the coronavirus? Should I should I go out and buy all the stuff like um, Baron Frosty's doing? I don't know. Any case, so I was mentioning nipple walks, and I know I'm going to go over by a minute or two here, but um, I keep listening to Big Fatty every day, of course, and he talks about his nipple nipple walks, and he is talking about getting his steps up to 11,000 steps. Well, I actually, my target is for um, 
12,000 steps because for my cardiac rehab that I've been doing, they say they want me to walk between 10 and 12 and preferably 12,000 steps. So I'm walking more steps than Big Fatty does. Um, I think yesterday I got 12,400 and something. Um, But during my nipple walks is when I now listen to Big Fatty's podcast. And yesterday he he was reading their so-so questions and he had uh, one from Kathy Bacon about Scotty and saying if Scotty keeps eating that he will be as fat as will no he, she was asking the question if Scotty keeps eating will he get as fat as Archer <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> how rude <laughs> saying I'm fat although I know I'm fat and that's you know let's not um, deny the obvious but um I just thought that was funny. Got a, got a kick out of that. Kathy Bacon, if you listen to my show, which I don't even know if you do or not, but um, I'm not that fat. I think I look, I don't think I look as fat as Scotty looks. <laughs> Scotty, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, um, and I'm working on that because I'm walking every day, but it doesn't help if you keep putting food in your mouth. So um, you got to stop one of them or, you know, stop putting the food in your mouth or walk a lot more. Anyway, all right, that's all I have for today. Uh, Thank you for listening, and um, have a great weekend. And until next time, bye.